0: Hello and welcome to another episode of Alec Mappa Hot Mess with Matthew Dempsey, psychotherapist. My name is Alec Mappa. I'm an actor and comedian and I live in Hollywood.
1: And I'm Matthew Dempsey. I'm the psychotherapist. Today we're talking about anxiety. Yes, we are. <laughs> and I have to say what an absolutely perfect topic for today. Do you want to tell them why, Alec?
0: Okay, you know what? Here. I last week we started at 11. This week, I thought, I just, I didn't, I don't check emails, and I thought that we were starting at 11, and I was chanting five minutes before this. Like, literally, (laughs) like, it was deep in la-la land. I was becoming one with my spirit. And then I got a text from you and our fabulous producer, Mario Yates, going, where are you? And that's (laughs) the worst case scenario for me.
1: I think one of the best things about it, too, is I was just on your Instagram and I saw you posting videos of your son doing armpit farts. So I realized that you were very busy with important business. (laughs) So I knew that's why we were starting. That was
0: more than an hour ago. (laughs) I chant for an hour every day. So but but the anxiety for me in the where are you text is all my people pleasing stuff comes up. Like, right. holy shit, there are people waiting on me. I am late. This is terribly yeah. unprofessional. And we have a fabulous guest today.
1: Yes, we do. We have,
0: you know what, we've been doing great shows, Matthew. We've had like just, I feel so lucky because I'm just interviewing, we're just interviewing all of
1: my talent. Yeah, we've friends. been having a lot of great people on, and I'm excited about this yeah. city too. He's Cola Scola.
0: He mm-hmm. is a downtown performance artist turned uh, cable television star. Um, I've known Cola. Cole, ever since he was a YouTube sensation, a little more than 10 years ago, he uh, did uh, videos with his uh, comedy partner, Jeffrey Self. They were the VGL boys and they would do these yeah. sketches and then it became a logo show. And then he did his shows downtown. Mm-hmm. And um, I've known him since he was a tiny slip of a thing. Oh, wow. And I'm just, I'm just delighted to have him <laughs> on the show today. So anxiety yes. is like people waiting on me and feeling like I'm gonna disappoint folks.
1: Yeah, of course. Yeah, Do you, yeah. okay, how let me ask you. How would you describe the difference between stress and anxiety? What's your kind of layman's <laughs> definition right. or differentiation? Stress,
0: stress for me is um a uh, stress for me is like it, it's it's the difference between endurance and anticipation. Say like, what well now? <laughs> say say well now? Well, stress is about like um endurance it's kind of like you're working out you're stressing out your muscles or there's going to be a challenging day ahead uh-huh. and so while i'm in it i could be stressful but mm-hmm. still operating okay. for me anxiety is when i try to live the next 10 years in my head yeah the span of 30 seconds Definitely. because then when i do that i'm completely incapable i won't yes. be able to pay the mortgage i won't be working a, a year from now It won't be you know when you try to live
1: when you live, live in in yeah. when you live in the future, yeah. When you're live, when you living in the future, for sure, that's where anxiety comes that's from. That's
0: anxiety-inducing. Was that a good uh, definition, Matt? That, that was
1: very good. I mean, okay. kind of in the most, I would say probably kind of like the most um, basic way to describe the difference is that stress is our just very natural response to things that are happening externally. There are stressful situations mm. that happen. Coronavirus, Mm. it's a Mm. stressful situation. It is. Anxiety is more about our internal process. So the meaning that we're making about these situations, our ability to function, our ability to maintain. The story you're
0: telling yourself. The story
1: that you tell yourself. So it Mm -hmm. could be a very different, like the stressful situation could be coronavirus, global pandemic, you know, what's happening with work and my ability Mm. to see friends, that kind of stuff. Right, anxiety can come from, am I going to be able to survive this? Am I the kind of person who's equipped to be able to do what I need to do? Am I going to be able to work again? Am I going to be able to make money? Everything's going to fall apart, right? Like I'm a fucking disaster. And then that's when anxiety comes up because it's now our ability to survive that we
0: question. I I had a little bit of that this morning, just uh, a little anxiety because I, now I feel judged. I I was late as I usually, I'm more professional than this.
1: Somebody you should have heard what to, we were saying about you I,
0: before yeah, you came into the Yeah, they were like Zoom. typical Asian, <laughs> just, just going to stroll in whenever she wants. <laughs> you look very cute today. I like your little pajama shirt.
1: Oh, thank you. My pajama shirt. Is that? A, it looks like pajamas. It oh, looks like it's pajamas a, from the 1930s. It's a, it's a striped button down. It's now a are starting. Shirt. Now you're starting to stress me out.
0: It's a stripy shirt. Does it have <laughs> footies at the bottom? Did you have little footy pajamas when you were a baby?
1: <laughs> what does this have to do with stress and anxiety? <laughs> because
0: I'm just, you know, I'm just, I, I'm Is chanting. My soul is, is open this you, right is now. Is this you
1: deflecting? Are you just trying to find any other conversation to not have to How confront dare you? your stress and anxiety?
0: How dare you process <laughs> me right now? I did not give you permission. Um, <laughs> all right, everybody, I own it. I apologize. I didn't know it was 1030 today. I
1: oh, didn't. it's okay. All right. Well, okay. let me ask you in a moment like this, when you realize, <laughs> when you're realizing that your anxiety is speaking <laughs> and your negative self-talk is really coming at you hard, how do you self-soothe? How do you de-escalate that for yourself? All right. Um, uh, 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 uh,
0: uh, people are dying. There are bigger things happening in the world. <laughs> Um, I'm apologizing. I'm owning it. It's all going to be okay. Having said that, I was once late to a film shoot, Mm -hmm. um, by, and I usually get to a film shoot like an hour early. Mm -hmm. And for whatever reason, we were filming in some obscure place in Santa Monica and I got lost. I took a freeway that took me, um, South instead of North towards Mm -hmm. Malibu. And I was nearly 45 minutes late, meaning by the time I got to set, they'd done the camera blocking. Um, and
1: um, were you and sweating w- through your clothes?
0: Oh my God. On the way there, I really thought I was going to die. I was really like, <laughs> this is so unprofessional. This is the last day of the shoot. The director didn't like me anyway. This is like horrible. Right. It was on an Adam Sandler spin, movie. Spin, and spin, spin. Oh my God. It was just like, I think it was the most anxious I've ever been in my entire life. I really wow. felt like my life was going to end.
1: Um, I used wow. to have
0: panic attacks when I lived. I was in New York just going to
1: ask, did it did yeah. it reach the level of a panic attack?
0: Um, well, in the panic attack in New York City, I would I would have every once in a while. Um, before I had my HIV test, I would go uh, just for whatever reason. Yeah. It would be like uh, unwanted thought syndrome. Uh-huh. I would think over and over again. I have AIDS.
2: Yes, I have
0: AIDS. Yeah, I have AIDS. It's an inevitability. Yep. And then it would build up to such a crescendo that I would have a panic attack on the subway platform at West Fourth Street, yeah. where it was like the Hitchcock movie where the camera starts spinning around. Yeah, the person in the yep. like I was yeah, and spinning. I would have to take deep breaths. And I took. I ended up taking the test because of that because it was like. Um, I would rather know. Yeah, live with this fear.
1: Oh, my God, for sure. I think a lot of people actually unless you've had a panic attack and, and knew that it was a panic attack. I don't think people understand what a panic attack is. Because I think maybe a lot of people might assume that it's just kind of a lot of anxiety and you just feel anxious. I'm scared. But I'm scared. Yeah. But a panic attack is actually when you kind of reach almost this breaking point of anxiety. <laughs> Where, you're, where your body actually has a very specific physiological response where it sends yeah. out a surge of adrenaline mm-hmm. and it pumps through your body. You feel mm-hmm. like you're going to have a heart attack. That's why a lot of people bring themselves to the ER and think that actually something is happening oh. to them that they're dying. I but hate it's to a, be in an ER during a
0: panic attack. It's like, <laughs> I, like fill out this form. It's not like, really, no, really bitch, helping. I need drugs. Not yeah. really
1: helping, but, it, but it is a, it's a very chemical physiological response that our body's having to a perceived threat and perceived yeah. – Sorry, I the lose the your brain's going there. off, right? Exactly. Perceived I right. actually had a panic attack. The first time I had a panic attack, I actually was, uh, this was years ago, and- Uh, I had just kind of hooked up with a guy. This was Mm -hmm. like years before prep. And I had just hooked up with a guy and took some risk. Wasn't wearing Uh a condom, did a little hokey pokey, you know. And so um, the following day, though, of course, like the swell of anxiety and all the shameful thinking that came up for me like happened. And I was spinning so hard and so hard, actually, that, you know, I was actually about to see clients and (gasps) I know right before my first client. I could feel myself getting worked up and worked up and worked up that I just kind of like hit a peak and I could just feel this like surge of like adrenaline rushing through me. And in my mind, I immediately told myself, yep, I got HIV. That's what this is about. You know, it's kind of like, this is what converting feels like. And so I was spinning and spinning. I didn't know that it was a panic attack at the moment. I literally thought it was a medical thing, but I was just like, keep it cool, Matt. Let's just get through sessions. I went into my first session with my first client, sitting across from her thinking like, <laughs> I don't know how I'm going to get through this. And I we, can't listen to your problems. I'm i mean, about to die. I was trying so hard. I don't think I heard one word she said for the first 20 minutes, but at, at some point it kind of dawned on me. Like all oh, my training came rushing back and mm-hmm. it dawned on me. Oh, wait a minute. Like first of all you don't feel zero conversion like you don't feel when you become positive <laughs> like that's not a thing. Secondly what you do feel is panic. You do feel yeah. this kind of uh, right. an- high anxiety.
0: That's exactly how I felt. That's exactly how I felt and it was back when there wasn't um therapies there wasn't a cocktail. Yeah, This no. is back in the Jurassic era where it really right. I was going to die yeah, and it was just kind of like yeah. oh so scary. That was so
1: scary. Just identifying it helped me start to change the way I was talking to myself and okay. help de-escalate things for myself. So that's why, whether it's a panic attack or even just you know a lot of anxiety, it's really, really important for us to check in with what our narrative is, because that is what makes the difference the between stress and anxiety, what we're telling ourselves yeah. about ourselves during a stressful moment.
0: DBT and dialectical behavioral therapy, they say, check the facts.
1: There you go. That's right. A lot Checked of fact checking. A lot of reality testing.
0: Facts. Check the facts about what is based in reality. Uh one time, my ex was uh, de-escalating me in our West Village apartment. He held my head in his hands, uh, like just and just said, "Look at me. Yeah, look at me. Yep. You don't have AIDS." Yeah. <laughs>
1: That, no, that I mean. First of all, can we call out the fact that both of us were having AIDS phobic responses? So we just like we need uh, to name we need to name that. But yeah. absolutely, ha- having you know kind of pressure on your head like that, and having yeah. somebody just be there, absolutely is very helpful.
0: Yeah, yeah. I, it's nice to know that you've had a panic attack. Yes, I still like. I feel like I'm getting to know you week after week. <laughs> I'm getting to know that you have vulnerabilities like the I rest sure of us, do. Just because you're a therapist, it means you're a human being as I'm well.
1: A, I'm a real boy now. <laughs>
0: I'm so excited to bring on our guests. Are you ready?
1: Yes. All right, guys. Today's guest is a comedy writer, actor, and performer known for his popular sketch comedy YouTube videos, including his role on Hulu's Difficult People, Great Show, and True TV's At Home with Amy Sedaris. I love Amy Sedaris.
0: He's been named on the Out 100 list as one of the most impactful and influential LGBTQ people and Time Out New York's top 10 downtown cabaret performers. Please welcome our friend, Cole Escola.
2: Hello, hello.
0: What are your suds right now, um, Cole? (laughs) What are your uh, subjective units of distress?
1: The The Dialectical Behavior Therapy Skills Workbook. Hey, DBT. Oh, I'm not there yet. I oh, just started. Oh, so, <laughs> yeah. uh, so don't Jack- ruin it for him, Alex. Okay. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah, uh, yeah. Spoiler alert <laughs> suds are kind of like rating where you are in this very moment. Like, if mm-hmm. you're able to function and talk, you're at a 40. Something like that, 40, like, <laughs> sub, you can't. Archie Bunker in the other room. Yeah, yeah, my husband. <laughs> uh, we took it together. We took it with our son. Um, and when you're at an 80, you literally can't function. You can't hear anybody. You can't talk. You can't, like, it's like talking to me when I'm hungry. It's like yes. my suds are at 80. <laughs> Nothing good's gonna happen. I'm only
1: thinking of ways to hurt people. Can you imagine? This is his baseline. <laughs>
0: Oh, I'm so sorry. I can. I, I've I'm met you. I'm so before. sorry. I know. Don't.
2: Don't. I, I. was. Uh. I have two stories just like that. Like where, Hit it. Um. I um. W- one. I was uh, supposed to be picked up for um filming for a show. Yeah. And um, I my phone like um turned itself off to do like a software update and didn't turn back on. So oh dear, I didn't hear my alarm. The driver who was here to pick me up rang my doorbell. I didn't wake up. Oh, <gasps> no. Three hours later. No. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I panicked. And the driver was just sitting outside. And I, I got in and I went and I. It was it's like, like really
0: waking up with the house on fire. Oh, and the oh, driver yeah. was like, "Who the fuck does she think she is, Joan Collins? Yeah. I've been sitting yeah. here for three fucking hours." Oh, yeah.
2: And I, um, but my. My instinct is to pretend everything's fine, so uh. which I think actually worked worked in that moment because, like, okay. on a film set, no one wants you to come in like a tornado, being like, "Sorry, I'm sorry." You know what right. I mean? I They're busy, so I'm just like, "Yep, I'm here." Like, what? Three hours? Oh, was I? Yeah. You know.
0: <laughs> the director, the director for me was literally like, <laughs> like this tone, getting the makeup, getting the hair. No, that's the worst. I need, I need you to stand on the X. We're ready to go. All everybody cares about is if you're safe. But meanwhile, I'm looking, you know, I'm just like, I've held up this entire movie set and I'm the yeah. biggest piece of shit on earth.
2: Yeah, yeah. Yeah.
0: Was this for the Amy Sedaris show?
2: No, this was for Search Party.
0: Oh, which yeah. I've yet to watch, but it's now on HBO, so I'm going to watch it. Yeah. I'm obsessed yeah. with Amy Sedaris. Um, I, Tucker, yeah. okay. I love her. We watched the Inspiration show last night, my husband and uh-huh. I. We kept on rewinding the Muffin song because we were <laughs> we were crying laughing. Matthew, have you seen it? I haven't, it, no. It's so good. I feel like the show has kind of just it's taken off. Like it's gone yeah. like you guys have been given full permission, like a a, a license to kill, and now you're yeah. all going completely bananas.
2: Yeah, I, I really am happy with how this season has turned out. It, it feels like it's really hit like found its groove.
0: Yeah. Mm. For for people who don't know who you play on the show, um Matthew might be one
2: of them. <laughs> oh that's fine. I, I it's hard um, to watch there's so much television. No
0: no it's it's my favorite show. Uh, who who do you play on on the Amy Sedaris program?
2: I play um Chassie Tucker who is um Amy's um she's sort of a slutty she's trouble and nobody knows why she works for the show because she hates working. She's always yeah. trying to get you know an advance on her paycheck and get the day off and like Yeah. Uh, we, Amy and I think that Chassie has something on Amy, but we don't know what it is yet.
0: And she has this, she has this past and then like yeah. her, fa- her family shows up in the episode and they're like the family, they're like Margot Martindale in um Million Dollar Baby. They're just this trashy, awful family. Yeah. And there was this great scene last night, Matthew, where uh, uh, Chassie comes back into Amy Sedaris's kitchen and he goes, here's your meat tenderizer back. And then she looks at the meat tenderized. She goes, why is there blood and hair on this? What were you trying to make? And chassis says, a point. <laughs>
2: <laughs> it's just fun. Perfect. Yeah, it's
0: so yeah. good. All right. Um, uh, Matthew, now's the time to ask a therapy question. <laughs> now that we've done the icebreaker. And... Um,
1: <laughs> thank you. Thank you for the prompt, Alec. I'm called. No, I am kind of interested. You were talking about that specific moment where, you know, you kind of have that like swell of anxiety is, and then you kind of like have this emotional detachment, right? Like, okay, mm-hmm. I'm not going there. I'm not going to let that right. overwhelm me. Is that typically the way that you respond to anxious no.
2: moments? No, that's um, through experience of having that kind of thing happen to me enough. to yeah. know, like, okay, I can't make this about me. Right. Because uh-huh. then... It, it just like, then everyone has to like, it's okay. Don't worry. You know, then everyone has to like be get my involved. caretaker. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So I just sort of like silently. And so then you, like, once so I, you yeah. learn that strategy to just kind of find a more even keeled approach to things. Yes. Yeah. How did you used to respond to anxiety back before yeah, this, that?
0: This is a safe space. Tell yeah. us oh, this is, it's to called to hot to mess for a reason. yes. Yeah. Tell, I, us, I mean, tell us I an have... anxiety, um, panic attack, <laughs> horror
2: story. I've had three panic attacks in uh-huh. my life, um, all related to breakups. Oh. oh. Yeah, yeah. Like, uh, so that's, you know, that's my codependency. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, um, you know, the first one, I was 17. Mm. And um, I, it's just like, it's just the craziest feeling. You're, you feel like, it's almost like your, your brain is like, it's time to die now. But your body yep. is like, what doing? What, oh what are we doing?
0: God, and that you're is like, such yeah. an accurate description. Yeah. And it's
2: almost like uh, at, at, I didn't want to kill myself. I wasn't suicidal, but I was like, this has to end. Like I have to die now. Like, <laughs> yeah, please. Like, like I, I was trying to like, will my organs to shut down. <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um,
1: uh, yeah, yeah. And that was in response to a breakup. Yes. Well, do you remember at the time what it was like, what were the thoughts that were spinning for you and the reason why it felt like uh, so much panic was coming up? Um, he like, he, I can't let him go.
2: Like he's, he will not break up
1: with me. Yeah.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I was Glenn Close fatal
1: attraction. Yeah. Like,
0: I will not be I'm ignored. Like, yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs>
1: Yeah, um, boiling rabbits. Yes.
0: Yeah, <laughs> I had I had an anxiety attack about a breakup that I knew was happening. I knew it was inevitable. Mm-hmm. I knew it was going to happen. I knew that it I was supposed to. Yeah. Mm-hmm. My anxiety attack. This is uh, oh gosh, this is a historic one cuz we were on a road trip. I was driving with a friend from San Francisco to Los Angeles down highway five. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that's just, that goes on forever. That's mm-hmm. like a five hour drive. Yeah. And for the entire five hour drive, I was like, he's breaking up with me. Oh I, my I, God. I'm ugly. I yeah. am never going to meet anybody. Nobody's yeah. ever going to want me again. Like exactly. Like this guy wants me. That's, and yeah.
1: that's the point right there, right? It's not necessarily the fact that we can become aware of what could potentially be happening. Like a relationship is about to end, you know, yeah. or that would be really difficult. That would be stressful. It's also the meaning that gets attached to it, that... I won't be able to survive if this happens. That yeah. if I don't have this person, everything's over. And then that's when our bodies kick into survival mode, like literal yeah. survival, like pump of adrenaline. That's where that panic attack comes from. And it's what's meant to kind of like get us into gear and figure out how we're supposed to survive, mm-hmm. you know? But it, but it's in like a real crisis kind of way, even though it's not a crisis moment. Was it like yeah. that,
0: Cole? Was it like a future tripping? Like I, my life is over and- I'm gonna die, and but my body's oh, not letting me.
2: Yeah, yeah. Everything was just like f- falling in on me. It was like, okay, this is it. Like I can't live without him. So what are we like? Like heart, please stop beating. Right. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, uh, you have. The, but we're you married. Have the, you I'm you kidding. I him. <laughs> <kidding.
0: laughs>
2: yeah. Now, that's
0: no. that's panic attack <laughs> number one. You said that you was, had three. So yeah. Wanna, and then we, the we, second one. Let's walk one, through all of them.
2: The, this is the fun one was, um, with someone that I, uh, 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 right after I had gotten sober, I got right into a relationship, which they tell you not to do, not but to what do. did I, what did I say? I said, but I'm okay. I'm right.
1: fine. Of course. Um,
2: <laughs> and then, um, you know, I, I, I relapsed. And so th- this, because he was also an act. Okay. One month into the relationship. Mm hmm. He disappeared on a meth binge. Uh, Meth wasn't part of my story, but um, Uh I I don't judge. But like one month, one month of dating. And instead of being like, okay, well, this this is early. This is a red flag. Uh Let's end it. I doubled down. I was like, he needs me to help.
0: There's the code
1: oh, of yeah. yeah.
0: I would have done that in a former life. I and also, and this is yeah. my opportunity. I'm like that girl in August Osage County. This is my opportunity to make things
2: work. And also yeah. I, <laughs> I felt like uh, I, I love being a victim. Mm. I love being a victim. We talked about this
0: with Winnie McClendon Covey. Yeah. Oh, I love her. Yeah. She talked yeah. about like her therapist busted her on, um, uh, she goes. Why do I keep doing this? Because, because you get off on sympathy. You get off yes. on telling this story over and over.
1: Yeah. yeah, yeah. I just want to jump in on this because I did with Wendy and this mm-hmm. one too. Because I think that it's important. I know it can kind of feel like, oh, I love being a victim, or I love, you know, all you this know. This is the, an intervention. Listen it. carefully. <laughs> it's. Yes. I think it's it's far more helpful and effective for us to be able to understand that it's not about being a victim, like we don't love being a victim or we're not being drama queens just for the sake of it. We're trying the best we can with whatever tools that we have. They yes. might be less effective strategies for us to get to a place where we can feel secure, but the intention is to get to a place to feel secure, and that's what we all want. So that's a yeah. very normal, functional, healthy, intention, the strategy is just off. And I think that that's an important distinction to make because if we're beating ourselves up like that, that we can't hate ourselves into a version we'll love. You know I mean, are you sure? Wait, are yeah. you sure? Wait,
0: you know, you're, you're speaking to two artists here because that's not how
1: it works. That's yeah. where our
0: best work comes from. See, this I'm is always why you're, outnumbered. This is why you're not my therapist because uh, when you said uh, go to a safe place, I would curl up into the fetal position and crawl into your lap and not move. I'd be inert for the entire hour.
2: <laughs> no, but I, I I know that I like, uh, I, I, I've i learned that I like being a victim. I confuse pity with love mm. because mm-hmm. I wasn't really parented. And so, um, you know, my parents weren't, my mom, I had a single mom and she was working all the time, Got you know, it. just to like keep the lights on. Yeah. And so a lot of times I... uh the way that I got like love and comfort and affection was through like my friend's parents. Right. I didn't know how to ask for that. So I had to sort of like convey that I was, um, in distress. Like the only time I got. Right.
0: Right. Comfort
2: and help and, um, you know, consoled was if I was, you know, in, in a a bad. Yeah. In a bad way. Like
1: acting out. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Yeah. 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 And so, um, that, still for me is linked to like, oh, this is how to get love, is like yeah, have people sure. go, oh my God, oh, you poor thing. Yeah. Isn't that yeah. weird though? The language
0: of love is different for yeah. everybody. There's a different, like I well, have that's a friend- Well, that's
1: the language of fear. The fear right? that yeah. people aren't gonna care right. about me, so I start have to start like rattling and making noise.
0: I have yeah. a friend in New York City who's a casting director, a very successful one. And every time I call her, the first 10 minutes of the conversation is about how hard she's working.
1: Uh, like how busy
0: she is, how busy the day is, Uh, what session she just had. And then I used to just get really annoyed with it. And then I realized that's how she's loved. Yeah. Yeah. That's how she learned how to be loved that if I just give her the space to kind of go and just go and hear her and go, yeah, that must be really hard. then it's over quick, but it's like, everybody has a different way either directly or indirectly about being loved.
1: Mm. Absolutely. One of my favorite quotes, by the way, is stop the glorification of busy. We also live in a culture that constantly rewards people who are like hustling and overproducing things. Mm. Um, But yeah, but that's that then becomes currency for our value. And so if we don't at our core, know what our value is, if we at our core don't know how to love, truly love ourselves, then we spin frantically and try to just, you know, get that attention and feel secure by other people.
0: And it's weird to kind of get to the place where, I mean, loving myself is a relatively recent phenomenon and I'm mm-hmm. 55, you know, really kind of, and that, and what that's meant for me, it's not been like, oh, have a cookie and let's go to the circus. It's been like, I forgive you. <laughs> Mm-hmm. I forgive you. <laughs> I, mean I forgive circuses you.
1: sound good too. I know. Yeah. That,
0: well, that's part of it. But um, <laughs> it, it's I'm looking at looking at my hot mess and going, I forgive you, man. Yes, young, exactly. I forgive you. You didn't know any better. I forgive yep. you. I for, whatever. It's just yeah. like okay. So, panic attack number three. Oh,
1: here we go. Well, well
0: but, we go. but I, I did. This I is like a mention... slumber party. It's so much fun.
1: <laughs> <laughs> what slumber parties did you go to? I, yeah, I'm gonna braid your hair in a minute. <laughs> And talk about your panic attacks. Yeah, Trauma. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well,
2: in the second one, I ended up, he uh, he asked me to leave his apartment. and this is the bad guy. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. I um, I sat in the street because I was, again, I, I had started drinking again. I'd relapsed. Wow. And so I was not mm-hmm. in my right mind. I sat in his street and I, in the street and I screamed. <gasps> until he would let me in, and then he threatened to call the police. This is the only time I've ever done like something Stella, like Stella,
0: like Marlon Brando. Yeah, were you screaming her? words
2: or was it just like noise? I don't. I think it was just noises. Moises, okay. or the, just like please. <laughs> was
0: it Was it in a New York City neighborhood that would facilitate that sort of behavior? Yes. Or was it, yes. Yes. Okay. Of
2: course. Of course. Yeah. You know, people people were like shutting their windows right. on the Bowery. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> it was in Red Hook. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it, it was uh, uh, a Long Island City, which is awful. Ah, like it really nuts. played into the whole dire situation. <laughs> um, sorry to anyone who lives there. I love but um it. <laughs> <laughs> so
0: but,
1: great. Yeah. And sorry, then, Silver Cup. Yeah. <laughs> but
2: the third, the third one, I knew, like as it was happening, I was like, "Uh oh, here we go." And there was mm-hmm. a moment when I was like, "You can either let this." Like I I saw the fork in the road and I was like, yeah. you can either uh-huh. have the panic attack or you can distract yourself and do something else. Call someone. And my brain was like, no, we need to have the panic attack. <laughs> and then it was too late. I couldn't turn back around. Yeah. And I just <sighs> like laid down. I called a friend and she just sat on the phone with me. We didn't even talk. Um, you know, every like couple minutes I would say something, but it was like, I knew
1: the whole time I knew what was going on. Yeah. 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 Oh my God. I love that your friend just sat there and just didn't even have to talk and just could hold that space for you. I love that. Yeah. yeah. I also love that you had that moment, right? That kind of like moment of clarity and consciousness where you're like, okay, I can make this decision. You know, you uh, inevitably chose panic, but just the fact that you had that kind of clarity I love. So what was the third panic attack?
2: No, that was that was, well, the, that third was the panic third attack. attack. That was a yeah. very panic attack. Got it, got it. Um and then since then I've had a, a couple moments where I've had that same fork in the road and I've chosen the um yeah the other the the path not taken.
1: <laughs> right. What's what's been the most helpful strategy for you when you're when you're confronting that path or you know that it can happen?
2: Absolutely the phone, like calling. Yeah calling people like i i used to be you know i'm relatively young so yeah. i used to be one of those people uh who was like why are you calling me just text like a normal person <laughs> right but now i'm completely the other way yeah. around and I, I i love talking on the phone for hours and hours right right even not we could talk or not talk. or not talk we could not we're talk both lucky's <laughs> yes
1: um,
0: do you, do you are you in therapy? Do you have a therapist? Yes.
2: Yeah. Okay. Twice a week. Yay. Yeah. Twice
1: a week. Yeah. We wow.
2: mm-hmm. That's wow. how that's how broken I am. Please feel sorry. For me. No. Please feel sorry. No, I'm kidding, how kidding, that's that's how
1: evolved you are. to yeah. consume Broken. Doll therapy up. as a support. Yeah. And you're sober Thank too. You. Yeah, I, yeah, How long have you been sober? I did, yeah,
0: I didn't know you when you were sober.
2: Uh,
1: seven and a half years. That's
2: yeah, yeah. Uh, I think you met me like towards the end. Oh, thanks. Yeah, yes. towards
0: the end. I never saw you get sloppy. You and I have a mutual friend and I would see him get sloppy a lot. And he's also (laughs) sober now. And I was just kind of like, whoa, but I never saw you get that message.
2: Well, um, he was one of the reasons that I sort of got sober because uh, he and another close friend of mine got sober at the same time. Mm -hmm. And my self, um, I say this with love, my Mm self-centered way of thinking, Mm -hmm. I was like, they're going to think I have a problem. (laughs) they're going to think I have a problem. And I also have this um, instinct where I was like, uh, I am not going to let them get better than me. (laughs) I'm going to get sober.
0: Competitive sobriety. I'm going to beat them at sobriety.
2: Yeah. And (laughs) I did the same. That's why I got into therapy. Like, yeah. My, uh, uh, you know, friends were in therapy and I was like, oh, you are not going to have better mental health. I'm going to have what? shock
0: treatment too. Yeah. I'm going I'm twice gonna a my, week. Yeah. I'm going to get my <laughs> own Gucci straight jacket and then you'll yeah. see.
2: Yeah. Um, but th- those things got me in the door. And then, yeah. you know, from there I, I learned better, you know,
1: Tools. I found
2: better reasons for being there. And yeah, yeah. I love that.
0: Now, when people get sober, I always go like, "What? What's the moment where it's like, okay, you've had enough? I'm cutting you off."
2: Mm-hmm. I I didn't really. Well, <laughs> it was when I was watching the HBO miniseries of Mildred Pierce. <laughs> the Kate Winslet one. Kate, the Winslet, Kate Winslet,
0: job Winslet one.
2: Cyber <laughs> I was so high. Uh, um like weed was my act was actually my number one because Oh, of you my, weren't a,
0: you weren't boozy.
2: I wasn't really I, I would I would of course drink and I did mm-hmm. things like hiding wine bottles behind the toilet and like you know, I'd have one drink at dinner and performatively be like, Oh, that's enough for me, and then go to the bathroom and down the bottle and <laughs> come back <laughs> out. <and be laughs> like, oh, all I had was one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but weed was always like, you know, because I was I, I'm a very anxious person. And so mm-hmm. I, I loved that, that calm. And um, I was watching the, I was watching Mildred Pierce and I was high and I was like, Oh my God. You know, because if you don't know the story of Mildred Pierce, um, I'm not going to tell the whole thing, cut me <laughs> off at 30 seconds, please. Right, 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 right. But um, uh, she has two daughters. One is this very spoiled bratty, like um, mm-hmm. materialistic, yeah. Um, just brat. And then mm-hmm. the younger girl is just like a child. She's just mm-hmm. like an innocent, lovely little girl. Yeah. And the mother and Mildred
0: kills herself for the entire thing, just trying to give the spoiled daughter everything that she needs.
2: Yes. And while she so she's trying to give this daughter everything she needs, she's so stressed out, she finally takes a break for herself. And her little girl dies. Mm-hmm. And so I was like, oh my God, if I keep giving Vita everything she wants, my youngest daughter is going to die. Mm-hmm. And so I was like, I have to like cut Vita off, my inner Vita off, <laughs> so I can take care of my little girl I, I, so and myself. Much, yeah. How my much pot <laughs> are we
0: talking about here? Like, is it oh. fake? Because I but used yeah. to do that. I yes. just used to wake up and just be like, yeah, I'm checking out already. It's like yep. um uh, this is how I'm gonna endure the day.
2: Yeah. 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 It was that. Um any chance I got, you know, like things were going well. Like, let's get high. We deserve it. Things are going yeah. bad. Let's get high to comfort ourselves. You totally. Know? That, I like that, that
1: but like with help. French fries. <laughs> yeah. But all, all of that, I mean, it just like helps us deal with all of our own bullshit that can come up, right? Like the kind of negative stuff that we tell yeah. ourselves. So even when it's good, we'd still yeah. want to get high or, or drink or whatever, because it's the fear of, well, this isn't going to last or this is, you know, I don't deserve this or yeah. whatever it is. So it's kind of like the full range of it makes sense.
2: Yeah. And I didn't have, and I don't like, um, you know, you, you learn when you get sober that you're not supposed to like beat yourself up. And I, I look yeah. back and I realized like, that was my way of coping. That's what I needed then. And it yeah. worked mm-hmm. until it didn't. And then I was ready to like, mm-hmm. um, you know, deal with the problems um yeah. I was having. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. So,
0: so the next question is, how are you off of it? Like if you're dealing with the same stress and anxiety and you don't have the the pot to to yeah. turn to, what what's that like?
2: Well, um, you know uh, w- the 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 right answer would be that I you know um, <laughs> like uh, there no there are no right or wrong answers on well, the hot mess podcast, right. but but there are you yeah. know what I mean? Yeah, there might <laughs> be. There there, might there's be. some some better <laughs> healthier options. The healthier right. options exactly. would be that I was like. Um, you know, um, uh, you're calling people. You're using, you know, program twelve step program tools. Mm-hmm, um, yeah. You know, really finding like a, a spiritual. Like I, I consider myself an atheist, but mm-hmm. I am still um, spiritual. spiritual. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. and I I find like you know I I find spirituality in lots of of different things, but right. also I like. You were talking before about the difference between stress and anxiety and like Mm -hmm. stress being this outside thing. Mm -hmm. I feel like my anxiety is just this thing that I have that will cling to like other any outside thing. Like last night, for example, I needed to buy or I wanted to buy (laughs) a food processor. (laughs) So I, I bought a food processor online. I did my research. Mm -hmm. Um, and then after I got the food processor, my brain went, well, your kitchen's not complete unless you have a really good frying pan. (laughs) And so then I went and I bought a frying pan and then I thought, well, but that's not good for sauteing. (laughs) So then I bought a saute pan and then it just kept going and going. And I was like, buying you know, adding all these things to my cart, <laughs> like, uh, like a, a pie, a pan, a, a good casserole dish with a lid. Of course. I don't see lid. what the
0: problem is in any of this. I, I'm not <laughs> yeah. hearing a wrong answer. <laughs> yeah. I'm not hearing. Yeah.
1: This sounds like a lot things. of solutions yeah, to me. This sounds, yeah. like, this sounds
0: like you're highly functional. To me. <laughs> yeah.
2: Yep. Yeah. And then I closed yeah. my computer and ate Hours had passed and I had spent, you know, I, I don't even want to know. I'll look at mm. it later. <laughs> but um, uh, it was just like, oh, that's where my anxiety went last night. And it's fine. Like, I'm just
1: like, well, oh, so that was the cope. That was the coping strategy for something else yeah. you were feeling anxious. It about. was shopping. Just like my generalized anxiety is. Got it. So it wasn't, there finding... wasn't even necessarily like a conscious thing that you put your finger on of, oh, that's what yep. was making me feel anxious. You just knew that you were feeling it. Yeah. Got it. So yeah.
0: normally you would have smoked a joint and eaten a, a sleeve of Pringles, Yes. and some ice cream, and then it yeah. would be done. But this time, it you were eight hours shopping, yeah, and um,
1: and now he's gonna make his own Pringles and ice cream. Yeah, <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah. yeah. <laughs> I am. Um, I've done. I've gone on shopping binges when I got my first television series. I'd been broke for so long, um, that I I, I went eBay crazy. I just mm. bought myself treats. You know all of the stuff that I coveted when I was broke and everything, yeah. and I, but I put a limit on it. I, it's like you can only buy so much useless shit because yeah. there's a, I want to buy a house at the end of this, right? So.
2: Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: So you're doing yeah. so well, and I I really want to drive people to your YouTube videos because they crack me oh, up. Thanks. Because they're so, so funny. You play. Thank you. You, I love the play. You. You play complete women, they're not caricatures. Mm-hmm. Um, you do this one of the the women in the orange juice commercial. Have you seen that, mm-hmm. Matthew? Uh,
1: yes, yeah, I have.
0: Yeah, it's a, a woman who... Uh, uh, it, it, I think that
1: was actually the first video that I ever saw of yours, Cole. I was like yeah, dying, happy orange. You, you serve
0: your kids happy orange, which has um, half the sugar than regular orange juice. And then you say, um, all this time I'd been feeding my kids regular orange juice with twice the sugar. What else am I capable of? And then you go down this whole <laughs> tangent that ends up with yeah. you betting on dog fights and being yeah. a coke fiend. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's great. What's, what, how does, did, was that something you did live?
2: Yeah. Yeah. That's something that I um, wrote live. And then, you know, uh, another um, coping strategy for my anxiety is um, writing and performing, you know, yeah. like yeah. just channeling that energy into totally. that. And um and I and I'm glad that I have that. Um, so that's one of the things that uh, came out of my brokenness. Just yeah, I'm not broken. <laughs> I'm fine.
0: There's you're part of this whole downtown tribe in New York that's like gone from Joe's pub to television and film. And it's so exciting. You and I've been following you and Bridget Everett and I love Bridget. all those children. We had Sandra Bernhardt. On the show, and yeah. she's kind of like—I feel like—the great godmother of death, yeah. the downtown
2: solo performance.
0: Yeah. Um, uh, do you think that's something you're still you're always going to do?
2: Uh I hope not. I'm kidding. Um, <laughs>
0: I hope <laughs> not either. Uh, for me, I personally—I just want—I <laughs> want to play somebody in a lab coat on a procedural on CBS and and Isn't make forty thousand that... dollars a week for seven seasons and then yes. quit.
2: That's my yeah. plan. Yeah. Yeah. I—I I mean, uh. I, I think I will always want some, some outlet, like, like, I always think that I want to be on a procedural and make, you know, billions and then not do anything else. But I think mm-hmm. I would secretly be like, you know, yeah. bored.
1: Yeah. Like, yeah. Get restless. <laughs> yeah, I would get so restless. Start screaming on the streets again. <laughs> I would. Yeah. Yeah. have a
0: panic attack. I, right. I'm fine being bored. I'm the only person like my favorite gig is like being in two scenes on a Disney sitcom oh. uh for, for the week because then I just bring my computer, I binge watch, I do yes. password puzzles, I do my theater tube scene, I stand on yeah. my mark, we film it, <laughs> print, and then I'm done. It's kind of like what well, I didn't have to fly out of town to do yeah. this. Yeah. I didn't have to, yeah, it's ridiculous. Well, he's so talented and I I I, I sometimes, I'll tell you, I sometimes go on a Cole Escola YouTube rabbit hole oh, because yeah. you have That's so Valley. much content. You yeah. have that crazy old lady who appears on the news. Oh, What's thanks. her name? Lorraine.
2: What's, Lorraine. Lorraine.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Lorraine is just like, she's she's somebody who traps you in a conversation.
2: Yes. That just uh, won't end. Oh, yeah. God. She's sort of based on, you know, all the the women I grew up around, including my my grandmother who sort of co-parented me. Um, who had um. dementia, and so her stories were so disjointed, but as a child, yeah. I was like, How <laughs> what did you get from there to there like <laughs> I, it was like wonderful you know yeah. is
0: that is that her voice?
2: yeah. Yeah. Okay. Just kind of trailing off. And um, well, I w- went and I got um, I got a, a, a coffee pot and I, you know, just like, yeah, uh, oh, okay. Like just the <laughs> most mundane.
0: The kid I'm thinking of is like, you're on, you're on the news and somebody asks you a question and you just trap the reporter and yeah. you never <laughs> get to
2: the point. Oh, that is also sort of based on, um, she talks about her dad a lot and all her, she my has this father. reverence yeah, for her. Yeah, yeah like, yeah. and my father was a good man and he, um, <laughs> it's sort of like, anytime I listen to NPR and they have like these children of these like famous men, um, they have such reverence for them. Like, you know, they'll have like Walt Whitman's, you know, great niece. and um, <laughs> And then they sort of reveal like, sort of like, Disturbing details like he would, you know, and he would, you know, he would throw us around a little bit, but he was a, he would, but because he cared. And it was like, and you're like, wait, what? No, that's not okay. Every once
0: in a while, he'd punch me right in the face. Dear, dear man. Yeah, yeah. And then you have another character that's so sweet. Uh, Is it Joyce?
2: Oh, Joyce, who just, yeah. Who
0: just wants to go over birthday cards and... Yeah, well, pay. that that
2: character was born when I was feeling really suicidal and I was, like, very new to New York, had no friends, didn't really know anybody, and I was feeling like, what is the point of any of this? <laughs> and then I thought, like, wouldn't it be funny if there was someone who was, like, planning their suicide as if it was a party? Like, as if they were like... Well, I, go, I got to make sure I get my uh, the flower arrangement um, on. Sa- I was going to do it on Saturday, but I, I couldn't. I, I'm expecting a package, so I, I think I'll do it Sunday. And like, was looking forward to it, and then that really like tickled me in a way that like kept me going. So yeah, yeah.
0: I think that's the survival mechanism of the yeah. artist is when you can yeah. find something suicidal funny. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you have to be able to laugh in the face of life or yeah. death. Well, we're yeah. so honored and grateful that you you chose to do the podcast today. Yeah, we always you. end the show with thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. It's so thank great to you. see you again and I'm so happy for your success. So every uh every time on the show we end with a a hot message um relating to the subject at hand. Do mm-hmm. you have a do you have a hot message about anxiety or or coping strategies? Um
2: uh, trashy youtube just just watch just <laughs> give yourself permission to watch you know i i, I used to beat myself up about like because i watch a lot of videos of of um just people reading wikipedia articles basically mm-hmm. um really? to, and yeah i don't know why mm-hmm. but i love it
1: mm-hmm. um
2: it's just like it's just engaging enough but not too it doesn't require too much yeah um, and I feel like I'm learning something, but I'm I'm not. Um, so that I, I, that's just an idea, you know. Just get you're, lost.
0: You're like a that's step a above. Advice. I mean, that's like a, a Wikipedia articles. <laughs> I watch uh, military homecomings or people crying when they get puppies. At Christmas. Yeah, yeah. That's what mm-hmm. I. That's that's my garbage YouTube. <laughs> yeah, uh, Cole. Where can people find you on the socials?
2: Uh, I'm on. Uh, well, I was kicked off of Twitter for impersonating mm-hmm. Bill De Blasio, um, uh, no. but uh, which is really a, it's it's a, um, a blessing. Yeah. Wait, that, what, how do you impersonate a Bill De
0: Blasio on Twitter?
2: Uh, well, uh, I, I had a because I was verified, uh, so I had the little blue check mark, and if you mm-hmm. change your name and your picture, it can look <laughs> like you're that person, especially uh, if you have the blue check mark. Uh, so I was, you know, Bill De Blasio. Um, Uh, Just make a commentary about, you know, all the protests that have been going on, because Mm -hmm. I think I think he's an idiot, but so sue me. But um, (laughs) so anyway, I was kicked off of Twitter, but I'm on Instagram at Cole Escola. And I had a I made a, a like a one hour special on on YouTube that I filmed during quarantine in my apartment that i'm really proud of so and that's oh, playing yeah. now yeah. we can
0: all watch it now yeah
2: mm-hmm. oh delighted it's on YouTube. Okay. yeah
0: oh, that's what i'm gonna watch after yeah. some military homecomings cola scola call call i i've only i'm a little bit dry grandma to be honest <laughs> Kola, i just had a stroke <laughs> live Kola. on the air everybody give it up for cola scola thank Abbas you so much for having me i so love fun. you Cole. thank you Cole. It's so good seeing you Mwah. Wow, this is like this we're this has been a delightful experience. Yeah. Top this to was bottom. Great. Yeah, it's been great. What's your hot message for the day, uh, Matthew Dempsey, psychotherapist at large?
1: Well, I would say, I mean, I first of all, I love the idea of going on Wikipedia and just, you know, um having anything that distracts your own thinking. So adopting other narratives mm-hmm. just to actually help de-escalate. That's a super solid kind of behavioral strategy. And otherwise I would say just get curious that when you're starting to notice that stress is coming up, don't over identify with the stress, just get curious about Hmm. it. Like, what is this? What am I telling myself? What's the what are the thoughts that are coming up? Like, I'm not my thoughts, but what are those thoughts? And so just very
0: dialectical behavioral therapy,
1: just getting curious about it also helps kind of take the steam out of judgment that we might have. And it is what keeps it from turning into more anxiety and panic.
0: Fabulous. Matthew Dempsey, where can people find you on the social medias?
1: Uh, You can find me on Instagram and Twitter. I'm on there still uh, Mm -hmm. at MJ Dempsey Psych. You can and find me. Okay, go ahead. I'm interrupting no. you again. God damn it. I was just gonna mention Facebook, the worst. but does that matter? No, <laughs> yeah, like matter yeah.
0: Anymore? Yeah, there's, there's some 50 year olds watching Matthew. this. like, oh, I'd like to find him on the Facebook. <laughs> Matthew J Dempsey
1: psychotherapy at Facebook.
0: And he does videos and everything. He's very helpful. Um, you can find me at Alec Mappa on Instagram, Twitter, and the Facebook. You can also follow me and Matthew on the hot mess pod. Yes. At Twitter. On Instagram, Mm -hmm. you can keep up with us and uh, follow the show. Uh, Don't forget to like and subscribe. Do I say that on um, podcasts? Don't forget to uh, (laughs) subscribe and download us. Just do all the things. Yeah, do all the things. We at the Hot Mess Pod know you have many choices when it comes to being entertained. So we're so grateful that you chose to spend your time with us. Tune in next week. We'll have more Hot Mess fun. Goodbye.